Welcome to episode 579 of the show. Today we're going to look at whether having a high digital quotient can help you get happier clients. The answer is yes, because having happy clients boils down to making sure that you knew what they wanted in the first place. That's, you know, why you guys were in the toasting stage where you're trying to figure out what exactly does this uh, guy, girl, chap, waga, madam, whoever, what it is that they want with your product or your service. So if a client has a problem, you want to be sure that your product or your service can solve it. If they have a vision or a goal that they're working towards, that's because not everybody who shows up um, for your product or your service has a problem. So if you're a wedding photographer, people who show up to you have a vision that they're trying to achieve. If you're a medical doctor, people who show up have a problem that they need solving. If you're an architect, people who show up at your office or at the consultation session have a vision that they're trying to achieve. But you find that pretty much, no matter what it is that we do in the product or in the service space, we're either trying to solve problems that our clients have or we're trying to help them achieve visions or goals that they're working towards. So if they have a vision or a goal that they're working towards, you also want to be sure that your product or service can help them achieve that goal and can help them get the desired outcome. So if your product or your service doesn't solve the problem or achieve the goal, then you're not going to have a happy client. And uh, this is where digital quotient and the traditional sales framework, this is where they come in. So how can you be sure that you're on the right track with clients and potential customers is by using discovery questions. If you've listened to the prior episodes, uh, this is currently episode 579. So if you listen to episodes 5, 78, uh, 77, 76, um, would have, you would have uh, got the introduction to um, digital quotient, um, what that is, and then also where we ran a summary through of the traditional sales process. And uh, if I remember correctly, I think I ran you guys through how it starts with prospecting and then it moves through qualification and then discovery, which is where we are right now. So prospecting, looking for people who might be interested in your product or your service, looking for people to talk to. That's the first stage. Second stage, qualifications. You need to be asking them questions because you're trying to figure out who these people are. You're trying to get a sense of whether um, they might be good clients to um, work with. And then sometimes uh, details about um, the clients and who they are also tie into this discovery stage where we're trying to figure out what the problem is or what the vision is. And that is why these stages are important. And so if you listen to the prior episodes, that's five, seven, eight, five, seven, 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 six, you're going to see how having high digital quotient can help you improve those parts of the sales process. So today <clears throat> we are just focusing on, uh, discovery, um, questions. So if you want to be sure that you're on the right track with potential customers, you need to ask discovery questions. And these are questions that are designed to get to the root of the problem, the nature of the problem, and how significant it is to the customer or to the root of exactly uh, what their desire, what their vision is, and things like that. We need to get to the bottom of it. If you don't get this stage right, you're going to end up with a dissatisfied customer at the other end. And for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a long while, you are familiar with the example that I gave of a wedding photographer who doesn't handle the discovery stage uh, very well and then ends up delivering photographs that are beautiful uh, and maybe even masterful or artistic by other people's standards. But then for the couple, they think it is crap because it's not in line with what the vision was for their own wedding. And it's something that wedding planners to uh, wedding planners, event planners, uh, caterers that we all fall into. So if you delivered five-star cuisine, 
but unfortunately, maybe the client, even though they have all the money in the world, was thinking um, rustic cuisine. And so that um, high dining at the end of the day turns out to be absolutely rubbish because if they're expecting ogri and uh, ogri anuba and uh, roasted snail and bush meat and things like that, but then you show up with um, the snail, you do the snail like uh, escargot, you know, uh, French cuisine and all that, you know, you just end up missing the mark. So that's the reason why all these things are important. We need to know what the problem is, what the vision is, what it is that they're aiming towards. And discovery questions are what help us to hit that um, to hit that mark. Now, what are the kind of discovery questions that we can ask? It depends on the context in question. Because you've seen that I've run through a couple of scenarios right now. I spoke about a wedding photographer, about a caterer, uh, what else, an event planner. And you can see that the nature of the questions will be different. But let me come up with another scenario. <clears throat> One that might seem far-fetched to lots of Nigerians who are listening to this podcast right now, but work with me on this. So let's say you are a carpenter, you're in the woodwork business. Now, I know that the average Nigerian would say, look, this is too far-fetched because we're used to dealing with carpenters that... Um, <clears throat> Because we're used to dealing with carpenters that looked and acted a certain way. They show up with a hammer, with a nail, uh, they get things done. And um, yeah, so that's the average idea that we have of um, carpentry in Nigeria. But there is a new cater of um, woodworkers, uh, professional woodworkers, who even though they are carpenters, they look, sound, and present themselves in a different way. And we can't call them the uh, regular uh, the regular carpenter that um, everybody knows, who you just call and you give them 5,000 naira or, you know, 10k max, and then they do whatever it is that um, you want done. So we have a cater of professional woodworkers in the country. Uh, if you don't believe me, just check out the Instagram handle. Uh, I think it's carpentry.ng or something like that. You get a sense of what it is that I am talking about here. And if you happen to be listening to the podcast and you are in a business or in a profession where you guys are not regarded as professional, in quote, I'm hoping that this example um, will show you that um, it's all about your, um, your attitude and your outlook uh, that uh, determines how you're going to be addressed when it comes to these sorts of things. So you can be that cheap, everyday carpenter who's just hustling all over the place, or you can see yourself as a professional woodworker and... Um, uh, it's all, it's all up to you. So remember, the Instagram handle, I think, is carpentry.ng. I have to go and check because it's been a long time since I uh, spoke to this chap. Anyway, when I was setting up my studio in Apollo Legislative Quarters, that's in Zone B. That's where I came across um, this chap. This was just before his own wedding. I was trying to set up the, uh, the studio. We are going to have... Um, mirrors that would go from the, from the floor all the way to the ceiling in my, uh, in my office space. And um, I needed a carpenter just to uh, do some stuff. And I don't know why I decided to check on Instagram. And then that's when I discovered this chap and um, all the other, uh, uh, what should I call them? Let me just say professional woodworkers out there. Okay, now, uh, so for those of you who are carpenters or woodworkers listening to the podcast, I hope I've been able to expand your, um, what's the word? expand the the vision or the picture that you can have uh, for your business. So let's say now that we're dealing with a carpenter or a professional woodworker and they have a potential client and the potential client is an expectant mother. So uh, mommy's pregnant and she's expected to drop the baby in a couple of months. Now the question that you're going to ask, um, questions that you might ask if she calls you up and you guys are discussing drawers and things like that, because you know... Um, 
after a while, uh, especially if you had other kids, the drawers that you have might not be enough. So you need to, might have to construct uh, <clears throat> uh, new things for um, for the new baby who's coming. So uh, discovery questions could be how many kids they already have, because that might be um, uh, significant. Uh, do you want the baby to have separate drawers? Uh, you want to figure out the kind of drawers that she has tried um, in the past, because there are these uh, drawers that slide out, um, but instead of uh, they slide out, but the way that the drawers are put in place is having the drawers rest on wooden ledges. And then there are these new, um, these new, uh, what's it called? Much more modern way where the drawers rest on, um, what are these things called? The little balls, uh, ball bearings, yes, where the drawers rest on ball bearings. So you need to find out, you know, her experience in the past. You might be one of these people who says, look, you know what, ball bearings, I'm tired of them. Because after a while, they get old. When you pull it out, the balls start falling um, into the clothes. And children find them, they put them in their mouth. Look, I don't want that wahala. Just give me traditional, old school style. I want this thing sliding in and out. But I want you to just, I want them to rest on a wooden ledge. Don't give me ball bearings. You need to have all those conversations. Because if you just assume that, okay, these people are peppered up, they have all the money in the world, and because of that, you're going to give her the modern style with ball bearings, she could be um, upset at the end of the day because of the experience that she has had with ball bearings um, in the past, uh, you know, falling out, getting the clothes stained with uh, the oil that is used to lubricate the ball bearings, and then babies putting it in her mouth, you know, maybe one of the children swallows them, and it leads to a nasty experience. So don't assume that uh, you know what it is that is best for the client. You need to have all these conversations. So what are the drawers that she has tried in the past? What did she like? What she didn't like? Uh, what is she drawn to? Uh, what do the kids or the family members seem to like best? Uh, does okay? Does her husband have an opinion on uh, what the drawer should be? Uh, does she have any color preferences or type of wood preferences? Uh, which room is the drawer going to be put in, by the way? And uh, is this drawer going to be multifunctional um, or is it just going to be for clothes only? Is it going to be the type that you only put clothes in or you put the clothes, but then you're supposed to be able to pull something out and then it's a changing section or maybe you store food as well, things like that. So if you are a carpenter or in the woodwork space, these are the kind of questions that you have to ask if the potential client is an expectant um, mother. So from all this, I am trusting that you guys are going to be able to use some creativity and come up with a list of questions that you should be asking for your own industry, uh, no matter what it is um, that you are involved in. So uh, the answer to these questions will make sure that you have a happy client at the end of the day uh, because now you're getting a sense of exactly what it is that they want, even though they may not have said exactly give me A, B, C, or D, but from the answers to these questions, you're going to get a fair sense of what it is that uh, would make uh, the potential customer happy. And the good thing about this is if they're happy, then it's easier to parlay these things into referrals and repeat business at the end of the day. So if she's happy, she's going to, there's going to be repeat business because when they're getting ready to expand the master bedroom or whatever, or when they're getting ready to move, they might call you to take down the stuff and then set it up again in the new house or maybe build them the bigger cupboard. And then, of course, if her sister is also going to have a baby or if somebody else is moving, they might hand over your phone number because you're that um, professional carpenter. You're not that anyhow, anyhow kind of guy that they're used to dealing with. And so they will um, refer business to you. And then plus also make them look good because um, if they have a masterful woodworker or carpenter, you know, like you, it rubs off on them, makes them look um, real good. 
So the big question, how does having a high digital uh, quotient factor in here? Uh, number one, if you are tech savvy, that's willing to get all the, um, acquire the um, information around digital and around tech and also to apply it, then like I said in the previous episodes, there are more avenues for carrying out the conversation here. So you don't have to visit Madame every single time you go to the house. In fact, there are some women who, when they're expecting, they do not want you uh, in their house or in baby's uh, space for a very long time. They only want you there when it's absolutely necessary. So uh, you guys are going to be able, you might, um, you have to embrace um, WhatsApp technology so you can have video calls. You can also do video to um, see the room. You can you know, chat and get all the information that you need. And in fact, the plumber that I use, this is something that he does quite well because whenever I call him up to say, hey, what's up, are you free uh, Tuesday morning? Uh, this is the problem that I'm having. You know, he asked me a couple of questions back and forth. We chat a bit and then next thing, he always tells me that I should take pictures and send. Um, that's because, uh, well, he's a sharp guy, young man, and he has realized that if he has pictures uh, ahead of time, he's much more able to accurately diagnose what the problem is and come with the tools that are needed to solve the specific problem by the time he gets here. And I haven't had a problem working with him at all because we were chatting back and forth. He's asking questions. I take the pictures I send to him. And then even when he comes and he diagnoses the problem, he just happens to have exactly what he needs in the boot of his car and then uh, sharply and then he's done. He's never had to spend more than an hour here to fix anything that I call him up for. And that's because even though I doubt he has received sales training, I guess the people that he, uh, the person that he trained under or interned under probably, you know, gave him some of these professional um, tidbits um, here and there, which I'm now sharing with you guys um, as part of um, uh, sales practice and uh, improving our uh, improving our businesses. So where was I? Okay, yeah, so having high digital uh, quotient. So you can see how it factors in for plumbers and for carpenters. So uh, WhatsApp, video calls, uh, chatting to get all the information that you need. Uh, you're also going to be able to share proposals easily. Um, like a carpenter that my wife dealt with um, in the past, uh, she, he would, they would uh, chat and then he would now share designs. He would send pictures that, <clears throat> what about this? I've done this in the past. Do you think this is going to work? This looks like this. This looks like that. What do you think? And my wife would chat and respond back and then uh, uh, share some other things that she's seen on Pinterest or whatever. And this is how um, embracing um, digital quotient, um, embracing um, uh, tech, Technology and the application of tech and digital can help improve your businesses. So because now as the plumber or as the carpenter, you don't have to be in Ogar's house all the time. You don't have to be in Madame's space all the time. <clears throat> you can be comfortably in your um, woodworking shed or uh, whatever or at home and diagnose what problems are from far away and increase the chances that you're going to have a happy customer um, at the end of the day. So, yeah, other scenarios that you can ask questions on, uh, but like I said, it all depends on the context of your trade or your business. If you sit down, you think about customers that you dealt with in the past, you should be able to come with a list of questions, uh, four, five, six, you know, you could ask that could um, make a job a whole lot easier or figuring out what the problem is or figuring out what their vision is and increasing the chances that you have a happy customer um, at the end of the day. So we should always be open to learning new ideas around tech and digital and be willing to use it to improve our businesses um, with our clients. Because if you're uh, an old school uh, carpenter or plumber, uh, you can't be bothered with these sorts of things. I'm not going to spend money on data. 
uh, WhatsApp is for children, blah, 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 blah. And these opportunities will pass you by for uh, improving your businesses. And they apply to everybody, whether you're a carpenter, woodworker, uh, business consultant, caterer, wedding photographer, um, maybe even a brain surgeon. I mean, whatever it, it is that you do, um, these are ways in which having high digital quotient can improve our businesses. Now, if you need more resources on that, uh, you don't have to check anywhere else. You just check old uh, podcast episodes over here on this podcast. Use the search function in the podcast player that you're listening to and just type in discovery, just like discovery channel on DSTV. And you'll see all the episodes uh, and the resources that I've put up here in the podcast that will teach you some more about what discovery is and how it can be applied to your business. Also, you can put up sales frameworks in the search function and you find old episodes that are put up regarding different sales frameworks that are out there because it's not just enough that you know what discovery is but you also need to know what the different steps are in sales frameworks and see how they all tie in to each other at the end of the day that's what makes you a masterful salesperson not just because you know one thing and one thing only but you have a good grasp of what uh, the different stages are the different expectations are and how they all tie in together at the end of the day so thank you very much for listening to episode 579 thanks for your time and attention i'll catch you guys at the next episode